wife gave me this scripture. It kind of ties in with this. That you may, speaking of us, this is Philippians chapter 2, verse 15 from the Amplified. That you may show yourselves to be blameless and guileless, innocent and uncontaminated, children of God without blemish, faultless, unrebukable, in the midst of a crooked and wicked generation who are spiritually perverted and perverse, among whom you are seen as bright lights, stars or beacons shining out clearly in the dark world, holding out to it and offering to all men the word of life. Amen. Can you see the importance of setting aside pettiness? Setting aside differences? Letting go of, of, of things that would, would hinder you and cause you to, to miss out on the flow of God that he wants to flow through you because you have pettiness in your life, because you have unforgiveness in your life, because, you know, people aren't treating you right. It's time to put that stuff aside. Lay it down. Get rid of it. Let's just rise up and be who we're supposed to be. Bright lights, shining stars. As I heard Brother Keith Moore say one time, we, you should be able to go up into space and look down on the earth and see these bright lights all over this earth being us. Being us, shining forth with his glory, for his glory, to reach others for him. Amen. Does that stir you up? Glory to God. I'm stirred up. I'm believing that our best days are before us. I believe that this church is going up. I believe we're going to reach more and more for Jesus Christ than we've ever reached before. Hallelujah. I believe it. How about you? Glory to God. Don't you want to be smack dab in the middle of it all? Smack dab under the spout where the glory pours out. Just soaking in the glory. He wants us to be like that. I appreciate John because he said to me, you know, the thing I've been saying to the Lord is make me a, a living billboard. When people look upon me, they see Jesus. Shouldn't that be all of our cry? Got to remind yourself of that every day. Because I trust me, God's going to bring people across your pathway that are not lovable. They are the epitome of being unlovable. But Jesus loves them just the way they are. Are you hearing me? I'm called to love people with his love. He's so graciously poured his love out into my heart by his spirit, and I'm to operate out of that love. Amen. Amen. This is going to be a church. It's going to reach the masses for Jesus. Yes. Did you hear what I just said? Yes. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. If you love Jesus, say amen. amen. What do you think about our new drums? We're working on our drummer right now, but <laughs> that's Davey, my, ne my nephew. Those two are like brothers, even though they're cousins, but anyways. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, thank you, praise the worship team. If I could have that help getting all this stuff down here or wherever I'm supposed to preach now. <laughs> praise the Lord. We're going to take up our tithes and our offerings. Um, if you need an offering envelope for your giving, please slide a hand up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. God is good. Again, we want to welcome Sandy and uh, Troy.
Praise the Lord. Here you go. Thank you for coming. First timers, glad to have you here. If you don't have a church home, welcome home. We're glad you're here. Glory to Jesus. I tell you, um, if we really believe what we just saw, that many people coming and running to Jesus, and if this is the season we're in, why aren't we asking more people to church? What about your friends? What about your family members? What about coworkers? What about people you just bump into? We are in the process uh, of uh, mass producing some invitation things that we can start passing out to people that just letting them know they belong. And on the back side, it gives all the information on this church. Hallelujah. Also, just a heads up, we are already getting flyers or they are going to be cards to pass out for Easter. And uh, again, they're non-threatening. And the way we're going to do it is it's going to be a little bit different this year. We're going to have coffee and, and donuts available at 930 and start the service right at 10 instead of doing it the way we've done it in the past where we had a breakfast and all that kind of stuff. Just too much going on here, too many things happening. We don't really have the room to do a big breakfast. But the uh, bottom line is we can do the donuts and stuff along those lines. Of course, we know we'll probably have some biscuits, some cinnamon rolls, and some Rice Krispie treats. <laughs> to my man back there. <laughs> Aren't you glad to have Kevin here? He came and he told me, he said, one thing the Lord told me to do is come and fatten this church up. No, <laughs> Just kidding. Praise God. He is such a blessing to us. Hallelujah. And I'm excited to have him a part of this church. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, um, as far as our tithes and offerings are concerned, again, I want to thank you for your giving to this, support this church and this ministry. We're going over. Amen. amen. Uh, we got some other things that um, probably next week. I've just been so busy lately with uh, taxes and things like that. Hallelujah. But anyway, um, I am in the process. I'm going to be doing some sewing out of the monies that came in, giving out to some different ministries. We're going to help out still with that uh, underground church over in, where was the, uh, uh, the earthquake? Um, Turkey. Turkey, thank you. They are, what, 90-something percent uh, Muslim. And so, but anyway, uh, Tony Cook has an inroads there, and I guess I'm not supposed to be saying it too much out loud. But anyway, um, I don't know the names of the pastors or whatever their names are, but the bottom line is the Lord has impressed upon my heart, and we're going to be sending him $1,000. Amen. Glory to God. Um, then there's some other ministries that I plan on sowing into as well. How many know that if you sow, you reap? God's principles always work. If you do the word, the word works, period. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. And I thank you that you support this church, this ministry. Uh, eventually, near, in the near future, I will be getting into a little bit more depth as far as tithing is concerned. Because so many people have questions on tithing. Uh, is it for today? Has it passed away? On and on and on and on. And what I'm going to do is trust the Lord uh, to give me some wisdom and revelation on these things. I know that I've been as I've been studying it, I've actually gotten some new revelation that I've not seen before. And so anyway, also on that Wednesday night, uh, what's it called? Uh, getting a on generous living, being a blessing, blessed to be a blessing. Is that not our motto? We live by that, blessed to be a blessing. We love to bless others, glory to God. And, and once you get, start to live that way, I'm telling you, it gets so much fun. It gets to be so much fun. In fact, I'll tell you one more. That, and I don't say this to brag on me. Please don't think that. 
But I was at uh, Costco and had gone run the errands and for the, for the buzz in the church and for us personally and everything. And, and this, this uh, older couple were in front of me and um, just a cute little old lady. But anyway, <laughs> am I allowed to say that these days? I don't know. But I did. So there you go. But anyway, she turned around and she says, how you doing? And I said, I'm doing much better now. I'm done running errands. And plus, I got to meet you. And she just smiled real big and everything. And, and so afterwards, I went over to their court, food court, and you know, put an order in. And I noticed that her and her husband were sitting there. And the Lord just impressed upon my heart, I want you to bless them with some finances. And, um, and I didn't know how much cash. I usually don't carry too much cash because I end up giving it away. And so anyway, uh, um, I didn't know how much I had. And I just, I said... If I don't have this amount of money in here, I'm not going to give anything because I don't want to just walk up and hand them a dollar, you know, or something along those lines. Hey, be blessed. God, Jesus loves you. But anyway, <laughs> but I, I did have some money, enough money. And so it, as I got turned around and was heading out, I, she came walking by again, going to get some drink or whatever. And I just said, here, I want you to be blessed. Help pay for your meal. And just know that, you know, I appreciate you very much. I don't, I don't think I said I love you or anything along those lines. But still, and I handed her the money. And she just was taken aback. You, you can't do that. You can't. Oh, yeah, I can. Be blessed. It, and and I, I, oh, here I am again. Of course, I said it was happening all last week. I'm walking out of Costco fighting back tears. Because I find that fun. I, that's the nature of my father God. We're blessed to be a blessing. God wants us to be blessed. Amen. You should look for opportunities. God, is this one of the ones? Am I supposed to sow a seed to them? Am I supposed to pay for their groceries? Am I supposed to pay for their food? Whatever the case might be. My daughter Brooke told me the other day, and I don't remember where it was at. She must be upstairs already, but she was talking about there were some people she... Uh, uh, people in, in line getting food. I think it was Arby's, but I'm not 100% certain. And anyways, she paid, she paid for the people behind her, bought them their food. These are little things, but I tell you, they start to add up. It's just like what Kevin does. He brings biscuits every Sunday and pretty much every Wednesday. Cinnamon rolls, because he knows the pastor loves cinnamon rolls. <laughs> Uh, and Rice Krispie Treats. Why he doesn't for everybody, but he, mainly his focus is on Emmy. Being a blessing to Emmy. Glory to God. That might seem not that big, but it's sowing something. And it takes time. It takes effort. It's love coming out of him in those biscuits. Amen. We're blessed to be a blessing. We're blessed to be a blessing. Make this your lifestyle. It will change you. And I'm telling you, it will change you for the better. And if God can see he can get it through you, God will get it to you. Hallelujah. So hold your offerings up and let's pray. So, Father, we thank you right now for this opportunity to bring our tithes into this, this house of yours, this holy place. We worship you with our tithes and offerings now. And we firmly believe as we do so, Lord, you are opening the windows of heaven. Pouring out so much blessing upon us, there's not enough room to contain it. Oh, Father God, that's being blessed. Blessed so that we can continue to be a blessing. I give you praise and glory, Lord God, for all you've done for this church, this church family and my family and me. We do believe our best days are before us in Jesus' name. We call our harvest in now. We call you in, harvest. I know you're calling out to us. We call you in now in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. She was looking at me, David. She was smiling pretty big. When, yeah. <laughs> Glory to God. Praise the Lord. All right. Who is doing
Brooke, Jimmy, James. All right, never mind. Kids, trying to Ron. Can you lead the kids up? Brooke must be already up there. All you kids, just follow Mr. Ron. Oh, hi, Brooke. Never mind, Ron. No exercise for you. <laughs> How many watched last week when Ron fell down? I did not know what happened. I was up here, and all of a sudden, I didn't see it. All of a sudden, I heard, and everybody's like going, oh, Ron, are you? I'm like going, oh, maybe it was just the power of God or something. No, the, the brother just missed his chair. <laughs> or Judy moved it one or the other. So, oh, <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How many are ready for the word this morning? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Praise you, Jesus. Um, if you haven't been here for any of the services, you can go back on Facebook and watch them. Um, I strongly encourage you to do so because this is part eight of this teaching. And I kind of thought a couple weeks ago would be the end of it. I would be moving on to something similar but different. But you know how God is. And uh, I am in the business of following after him, not after myself. Because if I follow after him, this service is already blessed. Amen? So let's pray and we'll get into the word. So Father, we do commit the rest of the time to you. We look to you, Holy Spirit, to lead us and guide us into the truth. Hallelujah. We're not here to further any man's plans. We're here to further your plans, almighty God. And we thank you already for the anointed Word of God entering our hearts, taking root there and growing. And we continue to trust you, Almighty God, for the increase. And we thank you, Father God. We shall be doers of your word and blessed because of that. In Jesus' name, if you believe that, say amen. amen. So anyway, as I was saying, you know, um, I really thought I was going to be uh, finished moving on and I have a couple of different directions that I believe the Lord wants us to go in and of course as a pastor I can get to all of these eventually but um, we're not done yet I said we're not done yet by the spirit last week if you were here you saw that the spirit's heart is it's not just us operating in this area where we're talking about currently about financial blessings but not just every not just financial blessings because so whatsoever a man soweth, that is what he's going to reap. Are you listening? But I, by the Spirit last week, uh, I didn't get to my notes. And the, but the Holy Spirit was saying to us the importance of us always maintaining and walking in the love of God. What a key to your life right there. Dad Hagen used to say when he would search the scripture, I mean, when he released his faith and it seemed like it was not coming in as quickly as he thought it would or, you know, maybe things have gotten worse. He said the first thing he would always do is check up on his love walk. Check up on his love walk. And I'm going to tell you this. If you find, you know, the Lord brings to your uh, thinking somebody that maybe you have odd against or you have unforgiveness toward or whatever the case is, hear me now. It does not have to be a long, drawn-out process to get right with a person. Are you hearing me? Boy, it sure did get quiet on that one. It's the truth. You can make an adjustment in your heart like that. Father, I, I recognize that. I ask you to forgive that, that person, and I forgive that person. Again, it has nothing to do with your feelings. It has everything to do with faith. We do it because Jesus Christ has told us to do it. We are to forgive even as he forgave us. 
Are you listening? But today I want to go and add some more things because we're going to get to really kind of just setting the, uh, uh, the foundation right here this morning uh, because I want you to grasp some things that the Lord has been showing me. And if you get a hold of this and you don't get excited about it, then your woods are wet. Did you hear what I just said? This revelation is something that should get you so excited. And it just goes to show you how good our God is. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, I, and let me just say something else real quickly as I'm thinking about it. Our understanding of the word of God is progressive. In other words, we're going to always be learning more and more and more and more. And a lot of times, some things from the word of God, we may not have complete clarity on it right then and there. But as you continue to walk things out with God, God will continue to reveal things to your heart. And then all of a sudden, things are going to become clear and, and clear and, and clear. And the more the, the word of God and the revelation the spirit gives you enters your heart, the more excited you're going to get. The more you want to, you're going to want to hear about that particular topic or whatever it is, you know, is being spoken of from the word of God, whether by the spirit or by a prophetic word or from the word of God, whatever the case is. You should be excited about hearing the word of God. I said, you should be excited about hearing the word of God. It should be something you wake up in the morning wanting to do. Spend time with God reading your Bible. Oh, boy. Pastor Dan, do you know how hard it is to read the Bible? It is such a boring book. Can I just throw this out for free? If that's your mentality, then you are not reading the Bible the way you're supposed to be. This is a love letter from Almighty God, from his heart to our hearts. Have you ever received a letter from a loved one? And when you open that letter up and you begin to read it, it just ministered to you so greatly. This man over here writes letters all the time. I don't know how he does it, but he does it constantly. Isn't he constantly writing letters? And, and, and he does it out of love. He's, he's sending them forth to minister under the ones he's sending it to. And, and, and there's just something about us. We love to receive a letter from somebody that's, you know, filled with love. They're, they're speaking words of encouragement to us. They're, they're just letting us know how they feel about us and blah, blah, blah. And on and on and on. How much more should that be the case with a love letter from Almighty God to you and to me? This is how we learn about him. Are you listening? And if you don't know him, you need to get to know him. If you find that you're, you have limitations in, in your understanding of him and his ways, you need to make that quality decision. It's not going to stay that way anymore. I'm going to press into God. I'm going to learn from him. Amen. God wants you to know him. God wants you to understand him and his ways. Are you listening? I have said this over and over and over and over again. I'm not here to uh, stroke you and make you feel better and leave from here maybe with a tear in your eye. Oh, it's not your sentimental message, Pastor. It brought a tear to my eye. But it did it change you. Did it change you? I hope you're listening. See, the only thing that can change you is this. This word being received... 
and this word being released and this word enabling you to take advantage of everything that's found in this word that Jesus Christ has made available for us through his redemptive work. Are you listening? This is what's going to change you. If a preacher's not preaching the word, I don't know what the preacher's preaching. Because that kind of a preacher is not doing what he's been called to do. Are you listening? Hallelujah. Oh, you need to keep the Bible before you. You need to meditate in it. The Bible says day and night. You need to be uh, 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 confessing it out of your mouth. You need to be confessing it out of your mouth. You need to learn to call things that be not as though they were. Don't call things the way they are. That's the way the world acts. How does how did God do it? When God created the world and there was darkness out there, did God look out there and say, oh, Jesus, it's dark out there. Whoa, that's dark. Really, really dark. Or did God say, light be. He spoke what he wanted. Are you hearing me? If I speak in line with what God says is mine in his word, I'm expecting it to happen. The word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. When I speak God's word, it's not just words floating out there. It's words containing the power of Almighty God to change things in my life that need to be changed. Oh, I'm getting happy right now. This should be we something you get excited about. If you are a person, and I've said this to you before, who doesn't like to read anything... <laughs> There's a lot of people like that these days. You need to get one of those Bibles that you can listen to on your phones. They got, what's his name, James Earl Jones, you know, who did uh, one of the Lion King voices. And uh, anyway, I don't need to get off onto that. Yeah, was it Darth Vader too? Well, anyway, <laughs> but you can hear the word, hear the word, hear the word. You need to be listening to the word. And thank God we have the Holy Spirit. I don't care where you're at in your walk with the Lord. You need to maintain a teachable spirit. You need to humble yourself under his mighty hand and look to him. Never come to church and think you've arrived. That you've already got all of the revelation out of that scripture. And when pastor brings it up again, you have the mentality, oh, not again. No, I don't want to hear about faith again. I don't want to hear about the blood again. I don't want to hear. I, I already know that. What's that saying? It's just proven out that you're operating in religious thinking. I want to know more. I said, I want to know. I want, just like we sang, I want more of God. I want more of his word. I, I, I said, I want more of his word. It seems like God has been showing me more over the last few years than he has ever in my life. And I've been walking with God now for over 30 years. It's amazing and it's fun. I, am, I expect to receive revelation by the Spirit when I'm studying the Word. And it happens. It happens all the time. I said to you, I think it was last week or the week before, you could be all of a sudden on the other side of town, all the way over in Bozeman, and hear a shout going out. It's me because God's speaking to my heart and revelation's coming to me. I get excited about it. I said, I get excited about it. Amen. God wants to reveal himself to us. You want to know why? Because the more you come to know him, the more you fall in love with him. And the more you fall in love with him, the more you want to know him. And the more you come to know him, the more you fall in love with him. It is an endless cycle that will be going on throughout all eternity. 
forever. Forever. Oh, that blesses me. Amen. Glory to God. I haven't even gotten close to getting started yet. Now, the one thing about this word of the Lord, for those who don't ha- uh, haven't been here, 2023, uh, the, the Lord gave this word to Brother Jerry Savell for 2023. This year is the year of the maximum, the year of the highest level attainable. The thing that I am coming to recognize, and, I, and Brother Jerry brings this out as I've listened to him, and, and he's ministering along these lines. This is not just for 2023. Did you hear what I just said? And you're going to see that hopefully today if I can get there. This isn't just for 2023. This is supposed to be the way Christians are supposed to have been living since we got born again. Are you hearing me? This is the way we're supposed to be living. But you know what has happened? Religion. Religion has said that it's wrong to be blessed. It's wrong to have money. It's wrong to to be seeking after things along those lines. I cannot express to you enough that just because some people have gone over into a ditch and have manipulated Bible verses to increase their personal gain, that that throws away the totality of the scriptures and what the Bible says. In other words, people throw away the baby with the bathwater. If the Bible says it, that settles it. I choose now to believe it. I don't care what anybody has said, anybody else, any human being, my daddy, my mom, and my sister, my brother, all of you, it doesn't matter who it is. I only believe what the Bible says. Are you hearing me? I have said to God on more than one occasion, I know it's her heart as well, if what I'm preaching is not aligned with you and your word, I want you to quicken me. And I'll come before you and I will admit I was wrong. I have no problem with that. I'm a man. I can make mistakes. He can't. That's why I use this as the anchor of my soul. This is what gives my life stability. This is what causes my life to grow up. This is how I get to know him more. And I'm telling you, that's what he wants for every one of you in this room. And if you're going to live that kind of life, a maximized life, You're going to have to know him. You're going to have to understand his ways. You're going to have to find out about him in this word. Are you listening? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. I believe this word is for 2024, 2025, to infinity and beyond. Those were the old days of of Disney, but anyways. Now, I want to take a few moments this, uh, this morning. To remind you of some things that we have covered somewhat in this study, but also to add a few things, what I want to do is build a firm foundation in your lives before we move on to what the Lord has spoken to me and revealed to me as I've been studying along these lines. I believe God is wanting us to understand that getting to the place of living a maximized life isn't just going to happen because you hear it once. Or because you sit back and say, boy, I sure hope that happens. Point I'm trying to make is we've got to realize we have a responsibility in all of this. You've heard me before. Just because you hear it, isn't gonna, it's not going to happen for you. You've got to hear it and then do what? Mix your faith with it. Mix your faith with it. 
Hebrews 4, I believe it's verse 2, talks about some of them did that, some of them didn't. The ones who did were blessed and those who didn't weren't. How many people go to church? Hear the word. Their lives never change. I like it when I see a bunch of young people catching it. Amen. It's true. I got a bunch of young people catching it. Now, I'm not saying you older folks aren't catching it. Now, I mean, maybe some of you are thinking, am I an older folk? Um, <laughs> I, 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 I just, this, mm, hallelujah. We have got to get to the place where we're putting God first place in our lives, period. In all ways. Under, we have got to put his way of doing things first place in our lives. If it comes down to doing something the way you've always done it or the way God wants you to do it, which should win out immediately? Not even a thought. Your way, God. I'm going to do it your way. Now, now get this. This is the way the devil will work. He'll hit people with thoughts that see, see, see this. Are you listening to this? This pastor's trying to get something away from you. This pastor's trying to steal your money. This pastor's trying to tell you that it's wrong to do it the way you've always done it, the way your mama, daddy taught you to do it. I, well, I, I know from whence I speak. This is the way of the enemy. He comes immediately to steal the word that has been preached. If what I'm preaching doesn't line up with the word, what do I tell you to do with it? Throw it away. But if it's in line with the word, if it is the word, you better say, I don't completely understand it yet, Lord, but I do see that in the Bible. And because I see it in the Bible, I'm trusting you to bring revelation to me. But in the meantime, I'm not going to lean to my own understanding. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to do what the Bible says for me to do here. The Bible says it. That says it. I choose to believe it. What a simple statement, but what a powerful statement. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, friends, I want to go to the the level of being maximized. You know, you can't accomplish what God's called you to do with just barely getting by. And can I, I, I don't know why I have to say this, but I will. You should know by now, if you're at that place right now, I am not speaking condemnation to you. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. We were there. We were under the barrel, as the old statement was saying. We had so much debt in our lives because we made wrong choices. But then, thank God that we had enough understanding of the ways of God. We made a declaration and a choice. We're not going to do it that way anymore. And we cut our credit cards up. We ain't going to use credit cards anymore. And what ended up happening? It began a process. We were tithers. We could barely give, but we were tithers. And then a process started. And we started trusting God. And we started giving more amounts. And God would come upon our hearts to sow everything we had in our savings to a ministry. And we would do it. You know what's cool is when you're walking together. It's like you can be sitting in a meeting. And you look at your wife. And God's already spoken to you on amount to give. And you look to your wife and she said, she mouths the exact amount of money that God just spoke to your heart. See, that's when you know that ain't the devil. I'm going to tell you a little secret. The devil don't want you given to ministries that are preaching the gospel, that are reaching others for Jesus. Are you listening? 
But see, when that happens, it just kind of gets you a little stir. Man, glory to God. And, but what is the devil? Oh, that's all the money you got in your savings. What you going to do? What you going to do? What you going to do, bad boy? <laughs> but what are you going to do? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to trust God. I'm not going to lean to my understanding. I'm going to do it because he's telling me to do it. Because, see, I know my God's not trying to get it away from me. He's not trying to take it from me. He's trying to set me up to be blessed even more so. And why? So I can continue to bless others. This stuff works. I'm living proof of it. She's living proof of it. Many of you are living proof of it. So do not. For a moment, think we're speaking condemnation where you're at currently. Give it to God, trust him, and you watch. The same God who did it for me is the same God who will do it for you. My God is faithful. I said my God is faithful. Oh, I could say that all day long. My God is faithful. He has always come through for us. I said he has always come through for us. Oh, glory to God. I'm getting excited because she, see, I know we're going to be planting more seed. I know we just had a great harvest come in. But I'm telling you what, there's going to be some more seed going out and more seeds, I mean, harvest is going to come in. And I, can I just say this to you as clearly as possible? You watch and see what God's going to do for this church. Amen. Look, it's starting right there. Do you know how much we owe on this? Oh, nothing on it. You know how much we owe on those chairs? Nothing. Nothing. We don't owe anything. Those soundboards, computers, everything in this church is paid for. And when we get our building, glory to God. I can't. I'm not going to be surprised that God's going to do it. I guarantee I'm going to be surprised how he does it. Because, see, God is just like that. You know, he'll do it some way where he's like, you can, what it really comes down to, God wants to show you that he's God. Because, see, we can't imagine how he can do it. How can God, oh, I'm thinking, well, maybe God's going to do this. Maybe God's going to bring that. And all of a sudden, God comes out from out of left field. You're going, whoo, how did that happen? I would have I never thought of that, about that in a thousand years. And God said, uh-huh. That's why I'm God and you're not. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, someone build a firm foundation in your hearts. Where are we? How long have I been going? I've got how much? I only have 14 minutes left. Come on now, Riley. Roll it back a few minutes. Now, I believe that God's original intention, please listen to me, God's original intention for man was to live the abundant life. I don't think Adam and Eve lacked for anything. There wasn't just one tree that grew fruit every now and then. There were multiplied trees. There was multiple amounts of food for them to, to eat from. They could eat starting on the left side. And of course, I'm kind of flowing with this. I'm not saying, thus saith the Lord. I'm not saying this is what I've, I've actually seen a picture of, of, of the Garden of Eden. But in my mind's eye, I believe that they probably had a, 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 a piece of fruit from a different tree 
for 365 days. Every day, something new. Because that's just the way God is. I said, that's just the way God is. They never lacked for anything. They lived in abundance. Oh, I hope you're listening. That was God's will, God's intention for man from the very beginning. Is everybody with me? Did Adam and Eve ever lack? But now I'm talking about before the fall. Hallelujah. Whoo. I believe. I believe man was created to enjoy abundance. Man, that includes women. I've actually had someone come to church before who hadn't attended church before and he couldn't believe that I was not including women in what I said. Yes, thank you. I believe man was created to enjoy abundance and the goodness of God all of his days. All of his days. Everything that man needed had been provided by God and he provided it all in such a way, this is so important, that success was guaranteed. Have you ever tried to step out and do something? You think you're hearing from God. You step out to do it. First, it looks like it's doing really well, but then all of a sudden it looks like, oh, my goodness, what have I done? Can I just throw this out there for free? If it's from God, if it's from God, it doesn't matter what happens in the natural. It will succeed. Oh, thank you. Oh, I could run off on them something right now, but I... I I want to share this. Oh, man, I want to run. How do I know this? How do I know that God wanted us so blessed? How do I know that God wants, wants positions us to succeed? Because he created man in his image and his likeness. And because we're created in his image and his likeness, he wants us to reflect his nature to everyone around us. What is his nature? His nature is to love people. His nature is to bless people. His nature is to demonstrate his goodness to others. His nature is one of abundance. I mean, think about it. What kind of God is he? Is he a God who goes around stealing and killing and destroying? Or is he all about pouring out his love on others? Are his streets filled with potholes and dirt and rocks? Or are his streets pure gold? Are his gates all broken down with, 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 with boards missing? Or are his gates giant pearls? Does he really own, only own a few sick cows that can no longer produce any more milk? Or are all the cattle on a thousand hills his? Is, is he a God that barely scrapes by and barely has enough? Or is all the silver and gold his? Glory to God. His will for us as Christians is to reflect his abundant nature wherever we go. His nature of love, his nature of blessing others, his nature of demonstrating his goodness to others, and his blessing of being blessed more than, more than enough. That's his nature. And that's what I'm supposed to be reflecting. Could it be that we as Christians have sold ourselves short? 
because of religion, because of the lies of the devil. My, 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 my. See, you don't hear about on the news when churches are having revival. Fox News actually had something about Asbury, which was surprising. But for the most part, you don't hear about the things like that happening. I guarantee you they didn't show that video of those, I don't know how many, it looked like thousands of people rushing forward to get born again. I, I haven't seen it on the news, but boy, I tell you what, they'll tell you about the, how bad things are. And if there's a pastor who has fallen, they'll be on top of that with everything they got. Yeah, over and over, it's true. Go with me to Psalm 8. I want to read this, and then I want to share something with you. It speaks of how much God loves us and believes in us. In this verse, the psalmist says, verse 3, When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained. In other words, this person, this psalmist is saying, God, man, <laughs> creation's pretty awesome. I see all these stars you created with your fingers. Oh, my goodness, this is awesome. Now notice verse 4. What is man? that you're mindful of him, and the son of man, that you visit him. In other words, why do you, the creator of the universe, the one who flung the stars in the night sky with your fingers, still love man after man failed you in the garden? Why do you still think about him all the time? And not to harm him or to destroy him, but to restore him back to you and back to the place he once was. The psalmist was taken aback by all of this. He couldn't understand it. Why would God go to such great lengths and all for the ones who had sinned and disobeyed him? Why? Because our God is a good God. Our God is a merciful God. Our God is a God of love. In fact, he is love. And our God is not in the failure business. I remember a long time ago when I learned about the love of God, and I've actually taught it in here. So many people think that when God created them, one of the angels tickled God or bumped into God, and, and, and he looked and said, oops, messed that one up. That never happened, nor ever will happen. There are people like people, I'll just, I, this comes to mind because I love people with downs. There's just something about them. They're so innocent. I just love to spend time with them, talking with them. Do you think they're mistakes? So many people do. They're not. You might say, well, well, well how could that be of God? I'm not saying what they're dealing with physically is of God. When Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, it opened the door to death and destruction and perversion and sickness and disease. It all came in because of sin. That's not of God. But did God make a mistake in making that person, creating that person? Absolutely not. Are you listening? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Mm. Even though man had fallen... And open the door to the enemy. And to all the death and destruction sin would bring upon this earth, God wasn't finished with man. No. He had a redemptive plan, as we all know, that involved sending his son into the earth to be the perfect sacrifice. 
to hang on that cross for you and me. He was made sin with our sins and went to the cross and died there for you and for me. And then he went into the heart of the earth where he paid the penalty, took the judgment upon himself for our sins. But how many know that's not the end of the story? My Jesus. Oh, man, I, I just see. I, oh, glory to God. I could just see the demons in hell right now just going up and poking them. Ah, oh, God, we got them, we got them, we got them. We got them down here. And, all, you know, some of the bigger ones knew better. I don't know, because he's already whooped me up when he was on the air. I don't want to stick back a little bit. But the little ones, you know, they're like, like you know, a little cocky. When they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just trying to get on. I could see Jesus on his knees praying, just praying, just praying, just praying, keeping his focus on the Father, keeping his focus on the promise. I've never said that before, but isn't that true? Because, see, he had been confessing out of his mouth, the Son of God is going to go and die, but glory to God is going to be raised on the third day. And so on that third day, God the Father just said, Holy Spirit, go. Holy Spirit said, I've been waiting, and the Holy Spirit went. Jesus was raised from the dead. Now, again, I can't say, thus saith the Lord, but my goodness gracious, it sure does. What happened in the heart of the earth when that happened? I believe the power of God went into Jesus, and it was a huge explosion in the heart of the earth. I believe the demons went flying. I believe that Jesus stood up with the glory all over him, the power of God on him. I believe that he, some of those little demons were still looking up, you know, just, and Jesus just thumping them. Get away from me. Get away from me. That's what happened. Jesus was raised from the dead. Jesus then ascended on high. Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father, the highest position of authority in the universe. And now by our faith in him, are you listening? By our faith in Jesus and his redemptive work, the same power raised Jesus from the dead and when Jesus said the power exploded in hell when we get born again even though we may not be able to see it with our natural eye something happened in the spirit we went from death to life oh glory to God don't you tell me that we are supposed to go through this life letting the devil run roughshod over us I'm a child of God. And now because of Jesus and my faith in what he's done for us, oh, I hope you're listening. Everything has been restored to the way it was supposed to be for Adam and Eve before the fall. Amen. I, some of you are catching it. Some of you aren't. Because, see, it, it took me a while to catch this because I've I just been pondering it and I've been thinking about it. Everything. Everybody say Everything. everything. Everything that Adam and Eve had prior to the fall has now been restored to us. I need to say these things. Can can you stick with me just a few more minutes? I got to get through this little part here. Everybody with me? Hallelujah. Because if you're not, if you're falling asleep, have your neighbor pinch you really hard. I said if they're falling asleep. Hallelujah. Sometimes I just, like people like Gary, just gives him permission to do what he wants to do anyway. So, glory to God. I want to remind you of something that is forever settled in the heavenlies. I'm going to go through some scriptures, write them down. You can look up here. These, these things are forever settled. God's will for man, 
God's plans for man, God's counsel towards man, God's way of doing things, and God himself. Never changes. Never changes. Never. He and his ways and his plans and his counsel always remains the same. Did you hear what I just said? Listen to these scriptures. Malachi 3.6 states, I am the Lord. I do not change. I do not change. Psalm 33.11 says, The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart to all generations. Psalm 33.11 from the New Living says, But the Lord's plans stand firm forever. His intentions can never be shaken. Isaiah 14, 27 from the New Living Translation says, The Lord of heaven's armies has spoken. Who can change his plans? Who can change his plans? Do you think the devil can change his plans? Why do you get all caught up when the devil's coming against you? God's plans will always stand firm. They last and stand forever. Hallelujah. Isaiah 46, 10 from the New Living. Only I can tell you the future before it even happens. This is God speaking. Everything I plan will come to pass. For I do whatever I wish. Now, I'm going to read this from a couple other translations. Isaiah 46.10 from the New Century Version. When I plan something, it happens. I don't know about you. See, when I read that, it gets me happy. When I plan something, it happens. What I want to do, I will do. The Passion Translation, I just like the way it starts. His forever plan remains in place and will never fail. His forever plan. His forever plan. What does that mean as far as what happened in the garden? Sure looks like God's plans failed. Didn't come to fruition. But was it his plans that failed? Or was it Adam and Eve? Who failed. It wasn't God's plan that failed my friends. They never fail. I need you to hear that. God's plans never fail. God's plans never fail. God's plans. Hey guess what they never fail. And his plans never change. Now I'm going to close with this. Oh I think. Go with me to one of my favorite scriptures found in the Bible, John 10.10. I've shared this on more than one occasion, plenty of times. I've studied this scripture out. Here is something Jesus declared that are some of the most powerful words that fell from the master's lips. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. That word, once again, that word abundantly comes from the Greek word parissos, P-E-R-I-S-S-O-S. That word's that word. Glory to God. That's right, Lord. Remind me of that when I get done sharing this. God, sometimes I get so excited, I just get the flow. That word parisos means this, superabundance. That word, oh, thank you, Jesus. It's just talking about the word abundantly here now. Abundantly. 
it means superabundance. It means excessive. It means overflowing. It means over and above. It means more than enough. It means extraordinary. But what God showed me, and I don't know why I haven't seen this. Maybe I have seen this before. Is the word more before abundantly. He's come to give us life and life more superabundantly, more excessively, more overflowingly, more over and above, more than more than enough, more extraordinarily. (laughs) So right here, Jesus, my Lord and Savior, the one I live for, has declared that he came to restore to you and me, to all of mankind, the life and life more abundantly, the superabundant life, the excessive life, the more than, more than enough life that Adam and Eve lived before the fall. Yeah. Amen. Drop the mic. Right there. Right there. I don't know about you, but it gets me excited. God doesn't want me to just live in this every now and then. God doesn't want me to just, uh, 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 you know, kind of dip the toe in the pool, so to speak. You know what God wants me to be? Like a child. You know how children are? You know how us adults are? You know, you take your kids, you, especially when our kids were younger, you know, we'd go to, stay in a hotel or whatever the place was. We got to go swimming. We got to go swimming. We got to go swimming, you know. And Okay, yeah, whatever, you know. So what, what, here, here's me entering a pool. Oh, oh man, oh, 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 going down the steps, you know, and it's cold, and then you finally jump in, and I won't go any further than that, but it gets, you know, it's, uh, but, but what did my kids do? They didn't even think about it. They go running and jump. That's what God wants us to be with this kind of a lifestyle. It is not so that we can become greedy and selfish. And our focus is only on me, myself, my family, and no more. Our focus is on reaching the king, more on this earth for the kingdom of God than ever. Our focus is being blessed so we can be a blessing. I am determined to live in this maximum lifestyle, this level of the highest level attainable. Why? For others. For getting the gospel out there. Oh, are you seeing this? Did Adam and Eve lack for anything before the fall? They lived in abundance. That was God's will for man from the very beginning. And Jesus, when he came, he reiterated it to us all. I've come. Me, Jesus Christ, I have come. I have come to give you life and life more abundantly. I sure does scream out to me, maximize life. Maximize life. Highest level attainable. See, I, I, let me just, I remember this illustration the Lord gave me a long time ago, and, and I don't remember who I heard it from, or, but it's been a while ago. We need to consider ourselves as garden hoses. Have you ever seen a garden hose before? I used to drink out of garden hoses all the time. We played sports, and man, we go, to, it's tasted nasty, but it didn't care. We drink, you know. But think of a water hose. The water hose has the water going through it, out of it, to plant, to plants or whatever the case is, for us to drink from, whatever the case is. 
Who's getting the majority of what's coming, coming through the hose? Those around us. But then guess what? The water still splashes up on us. We still get to enjoy it. We still get to be blessed. I, 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 glory to God, I am convinced people are going to start coming up to me and I don't even know who it's going to be. And, and, and please, unless you're led by the Spirit of God, do not do this. I am not asking you to do this. I'm just saying this by the Spirit that I believe God's going to get blessed me with a new car. Never said that before in my life. I believe someone's going to bless me with a new car. Hallelujah. We've sown the seed. I was just going over that again. I've got the stuff up on my wall. People we've sold cars into. It's just time for the harvest to come in. It's time. It's God. Harvest has been calling out for us. Hello, harvest. Here I am. Here I am. Could you imagine what you could do if you were 100% debt free? House paid for, cars paid for, clothes paid for, didn't know anybody but love. Oh, glory to God. People, guest ministers were to come in here and say, hey, we're looking to get us a new um, uh, van, church van for over here in Africa. We need this. And, and so I'm just believing you, God, for that. And we, I just say, Hup, stop right there. How much? Pull my checkbook out. How much? $26,000. I'm just going to round it up to 40. I mean, to, yeah, 40 sounds good. 40,000. I'm here. Be blessed. Can, that, can something like that happen? I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. It's time for no more small thinking. It's time for no more limited dreaming. Break God out of the box. Say, God, let's go. Let's go soaring together. Let's go flying higher than we've ever been before. Hallelujah! I'm getting excited about this. This is who God created us to be. I'm supposed to, I am supposed to be a living billboard of God's goodness, of his love, of his nature, wherever I go. I want people to know who I am. I am a Christian. getting something out of this. I didn't even really get to the good part yet. But that's okay. You come back next week because it's going to be gooder and gooder. almost like you can't wait to go out and tell others about it. Man, that food was good. That was something else. I enjoyed that meal. And you go tell your family, friends, co-workers, whoever. When you go to a church that's feeding you the Word of God with the anointing upon the Word where the Spirit of God can do as He pleases, as He wills, you need to go tell your friends. You need to tell your co-workers, especially those who don't know Jesus. through the doors and let Jesus take over. Oh, glory to God. How many of you know people that are lost? That if, if the rapture occurred right now, they're going to be left behind. I don't want that to happen with any of my family or friends, with my neighbors, 
Are you listening? I want to be somebody that is bold about my faith. Father, give me a holy boldness like the early church prayed for and the early church received to preach the gospel, to share Jesus with others. And I ask you to stretch forth your hand to heal in the name of your holy servant, Jesus. God is in the business of confirmation. He will confirm his word with signs following, with accompanying signs and wonders. You got to be believing that, my God, my friends. Are you listening? God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. He loves all of you. He loves me. Praise his holy name. Jesus came to give us life, life more abundantly. It's time for us to say, God, I'm taking you out your word. I don't fully comprehend it, but I'm going to step out and expect to live in that life. I expect. Oh, yes, Lord. Am I supposed to share that right now? One of the biggest things that happen with too many Christians is when they have a need to immediately go to God about it and say, God, you know I have need of this. Jerry Savelle, and I'll close with this thought. Jerry Savelle was talking about, and I don't remember how long ago it was. I think I might have shared, have you, did I share this one already? About Jerry Savelle where he, uh, his, um, he kept going to God and every time he went to God, God said, the first time he went to God, he said, God, um, I shared it with John, that's what it was. Anyway, he said, uh, I got, you know I have this need. He was going to this, this meeting to minister. And immediately God spoke to his heart. There's going to be um, some um, people in this, there's going to be some pastors here. And I want you to call them up and I want you to bless them with your suit, with a suit, a brand new suit. So it's like going, okay. And then a little bit further along, he's flying in, you know, and he said, uh, you know, God, I have this need. And, and God said, there's going to be a, 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 some missionaries, and they're in need of a new church van. And, and your ministry just bought two. I want you to bless them with one. And he's going, okay. And then he said, okay. Uh, uh, but God, and he's, you know, I don't remember the time frame, but he said, you know, God, I, I have this need. And and God said, there's going to be a man who's been considering quitting the ministry. I want you to put $500 in a briefcase and hand it to him. And so that this time, Jerry Savelle wised up enough to say, I, I ain't asking God anymore about this. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. And so, but anyway, when he got there and it was his time to minister, he got up and he said this by the Spirit. He said, I, I, there's five pastors here that are, are, and I don't remember exactly what, how they got, he got them up there, but the bottom line is five ministers came up, and he said the miracle was is that every one of them were his sons. He's a little bitty guy. I don't know if you've ever seen Jerry Savelle, but he was able to bless them each with a brand new suit. Then he said, I, and this is what the Spirit of God spoke to me to do. Uh, there's some person, people in here who are in need of a new church uh, van. And this couple came walking up crying, saying they're believing God for this. And he said, I want you to come by my ministry and uh, uh, get, get, up, get to my ministry. I'll fill the van up, hand you the title deed. It's yours. And, and, and so that was two. Then the, finally he goes, then there's this, this other minister who's been considering giving up, on, you know, leaving the ministry. And, 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 and he won this, and this man came forward and, of course, was crying. And he handed him his briefcase with $500 in it. First of all, what do you think it did for the ones that were believing God? But just think what that did for Jerry Savelle. 
So anyway, as he was, uh, he had gone to another meeting, I believe it was, if I'm not mistaken, it might have been the same one. But anyway, he and several of the other ministers that were at that particular meeting had just listened to Kenneth Copeland minister. And um, they were in there in the, going up an elevator or fixing to go up. And uh, all of a sudden, a woman reached her hand through, just got through in time to get on. She was in a jogging outfit. And, uh, you know, didn't look like she'd been to any meetings or anything along those lines. Maybe just staying at the hotel, been working out or whatever. And so they went up and, and, and she had pushed the floor below theirs. And so the doors opened up and she started to walk out. She turned and said, Brother Jerry, God told me this was going to happen here. And he said that he reached out to take a check she was handing him. And just before the doors were closed, he yelled out, thank you. And he didn't know what was on the check. He didn't know anything. And all, of course, all the people around him are looking. Okay, tell us. Come on, show us. Show us. What's she? And it was for the exact amount that he was believing God for. See, when you go to God with a need, God's going to tell you about it, sowing a seed. That's his way of doing things. Put him first. Sow the seed and believe. Harvest comes in. I've seen it happen in my life. I know it works. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, can I just share one more? I said, can I just share my personal story? Let me just share this story because I want to tell you, this is what happened when I, because see, when I went to Canaan land, of course, as you know, God got a hold of my life big time. I became on fire for Jesus and, and you know, that's where I received the call into the ministry and all that. But um, I had an opportunity to go to, to uh, uh, Rama for, I believe it was either Winter Bible or for a camp meeting. I don't remember which one. But anyway, I was going to go with one of the counselors to it. They were allowing me to go. Normally, that wouldn't happen with the men that were part of the, of the ministry. But anyway, um, and so I didn't say anything to anybody. But I knew I needed finances to be able to go. I, when you're there at, at, at Canaan Land, you, you don't have finances. They basically, you go there, they feed you, take care of you 24-7, and they have a commissary where you can buy stuff. And I was the one that ran the commissary. But anyway, long story short, I, I, I said, God, I know I need seed to sow. I've studied this. I, I know I need seed to sow. And the Bible says you are the one who gives seed to the sow. I'm asking you right now for seed to sow. And it wasn't less than a week later, all of a sudden, Matt Gober's wife reached her head out and said, Daniel, I need you to babysit my kids tomorrow evening. Can you babysit my kids? And I said, oh, obviously, yes, I'll be there for you. I'll do it for you. Well, I didn't even think nothing about it. I wasn't asking him, well, how much money are you going to give me? I didn't even ask for anything. But when, listen, when I, the, the, the night afterwards, the next morning, she reached her head out, hey, Daniel, I just wanted you to know. I just gave you $15 in your commissary account. I'm over the commissary now. Immediately in my mind, I'm going, there's my seed to sow. Now, it's not a huge seed, but I, obviously I didn't have anything. So I took the cash out, took my account down to zero. And there was another counselor there that was believing God for something. And I went up to him and I said, here, I want to sow this into your life. And, and, and I released my faith for a certain amount of money to go on this trip to Ramah. And I'm here to tell you today, I didn't ask one single person to give me money. I simply sowed seed and I received an envelope. And I remember in the envelope, when I opened it up, was the exact amount I was sowing do you not think that right from the beginning, God was showing me this works? And I've lived my life that way. We are sowers. We are tithers and we are sowers. 
Glory to God. The word works. When I was a Can- I mean, when I went there, I remember I had a $50 bill on me. I didn't have much money on me, but I had a $50 bill. And I remember I was sitting there and there was a, an usher. And the usher had on, you know, some worn out tennis shoes. Uh, an usher wearing a worn out tennis shoes. And, and immediately, I, I caught it. I caught it. I just like, I, it's all over me. I can't wait to sew. And I saw this man and I walked up to him. I didn't know him from Adam. Just shook his hand. I said, God told me to bless you with this. You should have seen his eyes. He was a student at Rhema. Ushering for the Raymond Bible Church. Just to be led to do something like that. God was setting me up to be a conduit for his blessings to flow through. Because he knows if he can get it through you, he will get it to you. It's for all of us. It's time to go maximized. It's time to go to the highest level attainable. It's not just for you and me. It's for those around us. It's for reaching the lost for Jesus Christ. Are you hearing me? Glory to Jesus. Our God is good. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the word that's come forth this morning. I can truly say, and you know my heart, I want more of you. I want to experience you in a greater way than ever before. Before, I want you to reveal yourself to me by your spirit through the word. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the times I've had with you this past week. They mean so much to me. I'm, my prayers for these people that, that you will begin to flood their prayer places, flood their offices, flood their bedrooms, wherever they may go, spend time with you, flood them with your presence, minister to their hearts. Hallelujah. And I, I understand, Lord, it's only for those who are crying out for more who want more. So church, you have a responsibility to be crying out for more. But God, I just believe that this word that you've so graciously given to me, revealed to my heart, goes to the people in this room right now. They receive it as it's been given. And glory to God, will not allow the enemy come and steal the seed that's been sown. But glory to God, they're going to rise up to be the men and women of God they're supposed to be to God. We're looking to sow all the more because we know when we do, you're going to bring greater harvest to us than ever before. I praise you. I thank you for these things happening, dear Lord. I thank you for all of these wonderful people. I call this church blessed. I call these people blessed. I call my family and me blessed. And we are all highly favored. Ha, ha, ha. I call the buzz blessed. Ha. Yes, hallelujah. Yes, hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Worship you, Jesus. Worship you, Jesus. Thank you again for the worship, the time spent in your presence. Thank you for your, the time right now in your presence. I love you and praise you. In Jesus' name, and if you believe that, say amen. Hallelujah.